For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to The Range on the Believe Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. I'm Ralph Irvin, and today we are talking to a man who wants us to play better on the course. Did he develop an amazing new driver? Nope. How about crazy spinning wedges? Not that either. And no, he did not create a fantastic new pair of golf shoes. In fact, his influence on the course has nothing to do with equipment, but his products can be found in most golf shops and pro shops, and they will help you perform better. His name is Bill Stewart, and his product is the first tee and tenth tee bars, and he joins us now here on The Range. Bill, it's great to talk with you. Ralph, great to see you. We normally connect at the PGA show in Orlando, and hopefully next year we'll be able to do so. (laughs) We hopefully will. Uh, We always start our talks here on The Range with a simple question. How did golf enter into your life? That's a a great question. My father, um, his dad... Um, belonged. I'm Canadian originally, so you'll hear some A's and abouts as I as I talk. But my grandfather loved to play golf, and he was a member at the local country club. And I started caddying there, and absolutely loved caddying. So I started playing the game at about 14, and just fell in love with it. And it's I think everybody who who you know plays golf ends up having a love hate affair with it. And it's been uh, it's been mostly a love affair ever since. Just as I say, my grandfather started it, and caddying was. Especially when you caddy for a good golfer, it is really interesting to watch everything from their shot selection to their course, you know, play strategy. So, yeah, always love the game. No, and it's it's interesting that so many people that I've talked to in the industry started as caddies. Mm. That 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 really was their entree in into the game, and and really their love of the game came from working in the game, which is kind of ironic. Yeah, it's a great way to learn, especially you know the um, the protocols in terms of you know, how to play, you know, respecting the rules and respecting your partners. Again, growing up at a, catting at a country club was, it was a great way to learn. Uh, and that's one of the reasons I love the game. It's just the, it, it is a gentleman's sport. You know, you police yourself and again, part of the magic of the game. You studied business and marketing. What was your first job out of school? My first job, ironically, was I was a zinc salesman for a Canadian mining company. And I think I hit every Holiday Inn in North America in my first two years as I was traveling the country trying to sell zinc. And after about two years, I kind of woke up one morning. I didn't remember what city I was in. I was traveling that much. And I said, I don't think this is great. Uh, so uh, I, was, I had majored in um, consumer marketing in my business degree. So I went back to General Foods, who had offered me a job when I graduated. And I said, hey, remember me? Could we talk again? And Fortunately, they hired me and I started out on post children's cereals. So I was the alphabets and sugar crisp guy and loved it. Well, let's, <laughs> let's jump ahead a few years because you came up with an idea to produce food for the golf course. Right. So most of my career after that, after with General Foods was in packaged goods marketing. Uh, and I absolutely loved the idea of trying to understand what does the consumer want 
And how do you give he or she a product that delivers across all the spectrum of needs? If it's a food product, it has to taste great, but what's the right balance of clean ingredients, et cetera. So um, I was doing some consulting for a cereal company and they asked, can we take our brand outside of cereal category? And I said, you certainly can, but I said, it's very challenging to go you know, head on against these global competitors. I said, my recommendation is always to find a niche that we can create and really own. And that was kind of the genesis of uh, the golf nutrition bars. Um, I had the good fortune of helping launch Gatorade in Canada. So I had a real appreciation for sports nutrition. And uh, as I played golf, and again, growing up in Canada, played hockey, football, baseball, loved them all. But when I golfed on the first tee, no matter where I was, my heart was going a thousand miles an hour. I could barely hold the club. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense because I love to compete. But there was something about that first tee, those jitters on the first tee that I couldn't overcome. And then flip side on the back nine, 13th, 14th hole, my mind's gone. I am anywhere but on the golf course. And as I started talking to people, I realized that wasn't unique, that most people had the first tee jitters and then sometime on the back nine, lost energy, lost focus. So I was kind of, I was thinking about those things and the challenge of, you know, getting outside of cereal. I thought, what if we had a product in golf that could do, uh, you know, address the first tee jitters and help with focus and energy in the back nine. But based on my food experience, if it doesn't taste good, don't bother. Mm -hmm. So that's where we really worked hard to find a line of nutrition bars that had supplements to address those first tea and back nine issues. But again, if they didn't taste good, it was going to fail. Uh, but frankly, when we got into the golf business, we knew we were food people in the golf business. We didn't understand the golf channel. So we had lots of conversations with food and beverage managers, general managers, just to see, is this idea make any sense at all? Or is it just a legend in my own mind that's going to fail miserably? So uh, we launched at the PGA show in January of 2020, yeah, sorry, of 2000. So the brand's been around almost a little over 20 years. Uh, and frankly, Ralph, we had no idea whether, you know, we were going to, it was going to be crickets at our booth. Well, fortunately, reverse happened. We had seven or eight deep, just, I can't remember. I, we handed out thousands of samples and that was kind of our start. And uh, we've been fortunate to be around the last, as I say, 21 years. We're in a little over 2,000 golf courses across the country, um, in Canada and the U.S. So I uh, have a team of five people which run the business way better than I ever would. So basically, I kind of get out of the way and let them do their thing. Uh, but it's it in the golf industry, everybody I meet in the industry is like friendly, fun, professional it's a great channel so we, we've really been grateful for the 20-year run we've had you talk about setting up at the pga show that's no small endeavor and i have to imagine that when you were embarking on that 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 was both intimidating nerve-wracking terrifying all those things because you don't know and as you soon learned having food on that golf show floor gets attention because people are there <laughs> a long time and they want something to nourish them you're absolutely right. Literally that first PGA show, I had product coming in. I had shirts coming in. I had sales sheets coming in. I had no idea how it was going to land. So it was all those things, terrifying, anxiety reading, uh, relieving when at least everything arrived. And then, as I say, we, and we, when we hand out bars, we typically cut them. So I think, again, we cut up thousands of bars because to your point at that show, there's 
any given day, 10, 15,000 PGA industry professionals walking the show. Mm -hmm. And other than the food that uh, you, know, you can buy there, which I would call less than great, <laughs> we can, uh, yeah, so we, we often now, now become kind of a bit of a destination that people can stop. They know we're going to have samples and they can grab something and move on. But no, that first show was uh, definitely uh, high anxiety for sure. <laughs> when we look at the first tea bar, and you talk about, you know, relieving some of that anxiety in the first tea. Mm -hmm. What is it that does that? Great question. Um, there are three supplements in it. And it what chamomile, hops, and valerian root. And when we first formulated, we want to make sure that we didn't have any ingredients that the FDA would consider questionable. Um, so there's a category called grass, generally recognized as safe. So we wanted to make sure that any supplements we put in had that FDA uh, classification uh, generally recognized as safe, but all of those ingredients in a combination, like when you think of chamomile, you think of chamomile tea, it doesn't necessarily make you sleepy, but it helps you calm down. Uh, and that's really what we're trying to do between the valerian root chamomile and the hops, just to dial down a little bit so you don't have those jitters. And then as we formulated the bars, we wanted lots of protein and complex carbs so you have sustained energy because you're out there two, two and a half hours on the front nine. What you don't want is peaks and valleys. The idea is, can you sustain energy through all 18 holes? It was interesting when, we, when I was doing the research on the category, there was a study done of the senior PGA tour, and they looked at the first six holes, the middle six holes, and the 12, because back then it was called the senior tour. Uh, and the variance to par was substantially higher on the final six holes. My belief is because simply they weren't, you know, sustaining the right amount of food, uh, right. uh, new, like water and hydration. So when those things happen, you don't play as well. So our claim is we will never promise, you know, you're going to take five strokes off your score. But what we do believe is if you eat properly and properly hydrate, you're going to play your best, whether that's shooting 101 or 72. If you, if you, you know, have the peaks and valleys and the energy, if you lose focus, if you're too hyped up on the first tee, you're not going to play your best. That's our, that's the key to getting started. And I have personally experienced what happens with the 10th tee bar. If I don't have one and then I kind of catch up maybe on the 12th or 13th hole, then it really is noticeable that it wakes you back up and gets you back on point. And I appreciate that, Ralph. We get that feedback a lot. And as I say, we will never claim we're the best bar out there, nor would we ever claim we're the best tasting. Those things are very personal. But what we do believe is we're a better for you choice than necessarily maybe that hot dog and a beer that people love at the turn. Um, I mean, I love that. Everybody loves that. But I'm not going to play my best because uh, typically, I'll, you know, if I have that, I kind of feel full and a little heavy on that 10th and 11th. And then, you know, that energy gets lost. So. Uh, and that's why there's a, there's a term called satiety and satiation, basically how long you feel full for. Um, so if you can do that throughout the whole round, again, our belief is you're going to play better. And that's all the feedback we've had is consistent with exactly what you said. If I don't do it, I don't play as well. It's interesting when you see a company that has success with, with an initial product offering and you've had that that you didn't then really go crazy trying to expand it. Like you really took your time and let's see if this flavor really is worth the time. I mean, that's something that from a business standpoint, you've maintained your discipline in terms of going too crazy. No, that I appreciate that. Cause that was a strategic question. We asked ourselves a lot, like, cause people say, Hey, I really like your bar, but I'm not necessarily a golfer. Can I get it at Costco? Why can't I get it at Seven Eleven? And we very consciously said, we're going to stay in our lane 
And part of it was we could say to a golf course, if you bring in our bars, you're the only one who's selling them. They're not at 7-Eleven or Costco. So unless somebody wants to go online and buy them from us, uh, and we sell at the same price that the golf course does, so we try not to compete. Uh, but having grown up in the packaged goods world, it's very competitive and very expensive to go into grocery stores or drug stores uh, and you know, with different promotions and slotting fees and all the things. And we realized, let's just stay in our lane and be really you know, good at understanding the golf channel. What does that golf course operator need? And we need to make sure that they make money, that's something that we've earned the shelf space um, that we get, whether it's in a snack bar or in the pro shop or on the uh, beverage cart. Uh, you know, it's, that's prime real estate for them. So we need to be something that, that they can count on. It's going to turn, that their golfers are going to like, and that they're, it's going to be profitable for them. One area where you have made a change, and this was a number of years in, is you decided, let's invigorate these with a little bit more protein. And I imagine that, okay, now we're going to change the entire process that we've done that's made us successful. That, again, had to be calculated decision to make to change the entire thing and risk it all. No, you're absolutely right. Because, you know, again, we, we when you work hard to build a loyal following, anytime you change something, people notice, like maybe the flavor changed or the texture changed. And we've always tried to to make sure that that we believe we have the best tasting bar that we can possibly make. So anytime that we do anything to, you know, change nutritionals, change the supplements, we over and over samples and have people try it. And we just validate that, yeah, this is in the right direction. And it's interesting. Last year we launched a high protein bar and I'd been working on it for four years, but I'd never been able to what I call crack the code and get a bar that tastes really good. That isn't as hard as their, as this table. Cause I believe you're only as good as your least popular bar mm -hmm. or a bar that would say, Hey, I like all of these, but not that one. I don't want to have that. So it took us four years to get uh, what I consider to be a really good tasting um, high protein bar. So our bar, our, typically our bars have, depending on the bar, six to 10 grams of protein. Our high protein bar has 16 grams and only four grams of sugar. So it's a really nice uh, uh, high protein bar. But what we, what I love is the fact that I love that I get the feedback. People really like the taste of this bar as opposed to it's high protein. I'll put up with the taste. People are saying, and we really like the taste. And you also made the decision to go into jerky, which again, features that protein uh, kick that people can use mid-round. Absolutely. Jerky is actually, I, we believe, a great snack for golf because it's high protein, so it gets its satiety, but it's also quite low in fat. So um, it's a pretty healthy snack. And you also, we have our, ours is resealable, so you, can, you don't have to eat it all at once. You can kind of graze on it throughout the round. So yeah, we, uh, again, in terms of sustained energy, jerky is a great um, uh, product uh, for golfers. So, yeah, and we've, again, had really good feedback because um, it took us a while to get, because we don't want to be just me too products and slap our brand on it. We really try hard to have a meaningful point of difference. So in our bars, we call them plus bars because the plus is the supplements. And on the jerky, um, we did a lot of competitive sampling and the feedback we got is consumers prefer a little bit more moist jer jerky, but not like wet. Mm -hmm. So we had to find that balance of moistness, but also make sure that we've got totally clean. So it's grass fed, no hormones, no antibiotics, um, nothing added other than, you know, the, the, the grass fed beef. So, and it, we've really had good feedback again there, Ralph, it's, it takes a while to get distribution. 
but that's okay. We're patient. <laughs> you know, there's an old expression, you know, overnight success stories take 10 years to build. Ours has taken 20. <laughs> so, but we did, we keep, you know, we keep, uh, we keep climbing. Uh, and then 2020 was a, whew, uh, in March of 2020, when things shut down, uh, we laid off everybody, including myself, um, other than our two, uh, other than two people to help the company keep going. And I literally thought it's been an amazing run. It's, we're just not going to be able to survive this because all the golf courses were shut down and we were still selling online, but that's again, not, by any means, the biggest part of our business. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was okay. It's like, we did the best. This is bigger than all of us. I just felt really sad for our employees because we have very loyal. I mean, like our employees have been with us, you know, some of them since the beginning, others, 12 years, 14 years, it's a family. And when you have Mm -hmm. to say to your family, guys, I'm sorry, we're done. It was awful. And uh, thankfully um, we were able to get a PPP loan, come back and golf has boomed in the COVID. I mean, who knew that golf would be the beneficiary, you know, rounds played are up 15, 18%. Um, if, you know, if you're a member of a country club, it's hard to get a tee time. If you're trying mm-hmm. to get on a public course, it's hard to get a tee time, which who knew. And it will be interesting is whenever that new normal comes, how much of that golf momentum will be sustained. I think most of it will, because the beauty of golf is you can play it till you're like, as I say, my father-in-law played it till he was 97. Uh, so it is, it is a lifelong sport. One of the other reasons I love it is my son. Um, ironically, I'm five, nine, he's six foot six. So clearly he's, uh, he's much bigger than me. Uh, but we, I love playing golf with him. That's one of the things I hope to, again, hopefully I live to 97 and can play golf, but we'll do that forever. So that's again, part of the, the magic of the game. And we're just very fortunate, very grateful that you know, during COVID, we're still here and growing. One other area where you've been able to have an impact is with charity because working in the golf business, being the golf energy bar, Thank you. Uh, that people reach out to you to partner and you've had a chance to really have an impact in a lot of areas around the game. No, thank you, Ralph. We, um, it's interesting from a marketing perspective, the best thing we can do is get bars and golfers mouths. So we, anytime a charity uh, tournament reaches out to us, we'll donate product. Um, we've been involved with the first tee for several years. I'm actually on the board of the Pasadena chapter. I really believe in the mission of you know, getting access to kid for kids to play golf with proper instruction, learning the values of golf, because those are lifelong core values in terms of integrity and sportsmanship and discipline. Uh, so I'm very happy there. We're also very um, actively involved with um, Tee It Up for the Troops, uh, which uh, we donate. They probably have 40 plus tournaments a year that we give bars to. And again, selfishly for us, it's a great way to get trial. But more importantly for me, I want to give back. You know, we have been very fortunate to have 20 plus years in this industry. Uh, so if we can make a, you know, a, a fundraising golf tournament a better experience for the golfer, we feel really good about that. So, yeah, so we certainly, uh, uh, if, if any of your listeners um, are involved in tournaments, please reach out to us. We are happy to donate bars to, you know, unfortunately, we can't do any financial contributions because we literally have hundreds of requests a year and we never say no to giving bars. So it's, again, something we're happy to do and uh, we're really proud of because, again, we're a small company. So, uh I like to consider a small but mighty. The mighty part comes from the team. As they say, it just I can't say enough about how dedicated and how good they are. And you've met the team at the PGA show 
uh, as I say, the best thing I can do, Ralph, is get out of the way. <laughs> well, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that you are a busy man working in areas beyond SCNS. <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah, I, uh, as I say, because I have such a good team, I have very little day-to-day responsibility with the company. Um, so my other life is I actually work for a hair care company called Way, which was founded now five years ago by Jen Atkin, who is a, she's considered a celebrity hairdresser. Uh, she's remarkably talented, but talented, but also one of the most genuine and honest and delightful people you'll ever meet. So, uh, we have 49 employees. I am the old gray haired guy. Uh, in the company. Um, I lead our operations effort. Uh, so it's kind of similar to what we do at the golf company where we have our bars manufactured for us. We have a, a outside warehousing partner that does our storage and uh, shipping for us. Similar model at, uh, at this company. So uh, as I say, people say, are you ready to retire? I'm like, why? Uh, I, love, <laughs> I love the golf business. I love the hair care business. So they may have to wheel me out of here, Ralph, but uh, I'm not I'm not planning on retiring. <laughs> well, we always wrap up our conversations here on the range by jumping into the Wayback Machine. And since we love to talk equipment, we ask, is there a favorite club that you've used over the years that holds a special place in your heart? It doesn't have to be one you're currently playing, but as you think about it, it's like, I love that club. You know, I'm, I'm going to go with a brand on this one because many years ago, 1995, um, I had the opportunity to play Pebble Beach and we didn't bring our clubs with us. So the rentals at Pebble Beach were brand new Callaways. Now, typically when you get rentals, it's clubs that don't match and, you know, they're, they're terrible. These Callaways, absolutely beautiful. And I played better. I actually hit the ball better than I've ever hit it in my life. Um, and it was, I still shot 94, <laughs> but, uh, cause it really put, putting at Pebble beach. If you ever want to be humbled, putt at a great golf course, but coming back to your question, Ralph, these Callaways, it took a very mediocre golfer, me, and made me feel like I can conquer Pebble beach. So yeah, huge, huge fan of Callaway. All right. Well, Bill, you've been a great partner over the years, and it's really been an annual rite of passage to see, as you mentioned, at the PGA show and get a bit of energy to uh, help me through the day. Your passion for nutrition is absolute. And fortunately for us, you've combined it with the game of golf that we all love. So thanks for joining us here on the range. Well, thanks so much, Bill. You've been a great friend of our company. As I, said, I look forward to seeing you every year at the at the PGA show. One of these days, we'll actually have to play out here. Uh, it's tough when you get, you know, two busy people, um, trying to connect, but as I said, I'm really grateful for your friendship over the years, Ralph, and hopefully we'll see you at the 2022 PGA show. All indications are it's going to be back live in Orlando. So let's keep our fingers crossed. And again, thank you for everything, Ralph. Absolutely. Thank you, Bill. Take care. Bye-bye. That was Bill Stewart from SCNS Foods. And just imagine coming up with an idea to make the time on the course a little bit better, investing in that idea and seeing it pay off with a reach across the golf industry. It's amazing. And seriously, if you've not tried a first or 10th tee bars, do it. You will not be disappointed. And hey, might help your play as well. Before we go, this past weekend, the World of Golf celebrated our annual virtual trip to Augusta National Golf Club and the Masters. When we saw the list of players missing the cut Friday included Rory McIlroy, Lee Westwood, Brooks Kepka, Patrick Cantlay, and defending champion Dustin Johnson, well, it's easy to suggest that this event was a slaughterhouse as all the big guns were sent home. 
but there was Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, Bubba Watson, Colin Morikawa, and more still playing on the weekend, and we were reminded that no, this is the Masters, and simply making the cut is not a given at this timeless event. The best of the best have to gut it out for two rounds, and only the truly worthy get that shot on the weekend. And that's what big stakes golf is all about. And with the win for Hideki Matsuyama, Japan has a men's major champion, and the Masters is once again celebrated around the globe. We spoke in a recent episode about the equipment numbers from Golf Data Tech. And while the U.S. has the biggest gross equipment sales in the world, Japan is the number two market. They love the game, and now that nation has a major champion to celebrate. That's a great thing. What's new for 2021 in terms of golf equipment? We'll find out with the Golf Spotlight. We are dropping new features all the time, looking at clubs, accessories, footwear, and more. Go to thegolfspotlight.com, click on the YouTube subscribe button, and turn on those notifications so you never miss one of our features. There is a lot to catch up on. Stay up to date on the range by following us on Instagram at thegolfspotlight. We are also on Twitter at golfspotlight. We welcome your comments everywhere. You've listened this far, so subscribe to The Range on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify or iHeart. We have new shows dropping every Wednesday. That'll do it for this episode of The Range, so let's hit the course, but maybe cure those first tea jitters before the opening drive. I think you now know the not-so-secret trick. And we'll talk to you next time, right here on The Range. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.